What's up, everybody? Welcome to the new episode of Turnbase, the RPG podcast. We are on episode 27, and uh, we are glad to be here. We're going a little bit old-school throwback style with this episode. It's uh, just going to be me and my typical co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? This is Gary Swaby from thecoalition.com and the co-host of the Turnbase. And, yeah, we've both been here every episode. Yep, we've had a... Good long run. It's been fun. Talked about a lot of good stuff. We've amassed a massive coalition of followers. Not really, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm excited to have our 27th episode. It's going to be fun to just be you and I again, like it used to be. We've been having a lot of guests lately, so it'll be cool to just kind of do a throwback here. I can't believe we're almost hitting 30 already. I know. We're we're going to catch up to the co-op pretty soon. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into what we've been playing, first we want to just uh, give you a quick notice, as you've probably already seen, if you're listening on the site or if you stumbled across this on YouTube or whatever. Um, we're doing a little bit different format. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube and you just came across it, then you're kind of be kind of confused on what this is. This is an RPG podcast where we just talk about RPGs, uh, you know, upcoming news, what we've been playing. Um, games that we love and, you know, past consoles, uh, upcoming games. It's just a podcast all about RPGs. If you're watching on the Coalition and you see the video, then you'll see that we have gameplay playing in the background um, behind our audio. And we're going to start doing that for all the episodes. Uh, So feel free to recommend games to see that you want us to play while we're talking. Um, The video is recorded before the audio, so it's not recorded at the same time. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to start featuring games in a video while we're talking. Uh, I believe that you should be watching Guild Wars 2 right now, which is an MMORPG. We've talked about it a lot in the past. It's a buy-to-play, which means you buy the um, you buy an account, and then you can play as much as you want or as little as you want. There's no subscription fee. And, uh, yeah, it's probably my favorite MMO ever, personally. Definitely mine as well. And it's the first real MMO that I've, you know, fully got into. Yeah, so there's going to be all kinds of different gameplay you can watch during this episode. Um, We're playing some of the new content, which is called the Nightmare Tower. We're kind of running through that and fighting enemies. I think I'm probably going to put in some footage there of us kind of playing around with the Box of Fun, is uh, what it's called. It has, like, little fun things you can get inside. There's fireworks and that kind of stuff. Uh, Then probably a lot of footage of us dying. We didn't really do too great last night for a lot of the time Uh, (laughs) we didn't have a big enough group for the content we were trying to do it was just a handful of people when we really needed about a dozen so we had a lot of trouble in some parts but we we did pretty well in other parts too so it's going to be kind of a diverse uh you know amount of content that you're going to see in that video i think i recorded some footage of us playing our alt characters too my elementalist and his warrior so yeah, I mean, go ahead and make sure you recommend and suggest other games to see. If we uh, have access to them, then we'll definitely record some footage. But, yeah, that's going to be the new format. And hear us with your feedback, too. Let us know, you know, how you like it and everything. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, if I mean, if you are if you download the podcast just to listen to it or something like that, you're still more than welcome to do that. We'll have just the audio as well. But, uh, you know, the video is just going to be an, a secondary option for people to give them, you know, something to look at. Okay, so next we'll talk about what we've been playing. Um, obviously, you can see we've been playing Guild Wars 2, and uh, I've been playing that a lot uh, over the past week. I've 
Yeah, I mean, I hit the level cap a few months ago, but I've just been going through all this new content. I've been, you know, getting achievements and working on getting some better gear and uh, just just having a blast. I mean, I've played it pretty much every day when I get home from work. I played it over the weekend a lot, and yeah, I mean, it's I'm really getting into it again. And it's surprising because most MMOs, when you hit the level cap, you start getting kind of burnt out. But I've started to realize that I'm having more fun now that I'm level 80. So, yeah, it's it's been a good time. Uh, besides that, I've been playing the new Zelda. Uh, not really an RPG, but, um, you know, kind of, close enough. It's it just, Oh, when did you get that? Got it Friday after work. I haven't played it very much yet. I'm, uh, I think I'm on my way to the first dungeon. But uh, graphically, it's beautiful. It looks very, very impressive. Uh, the 3D actually works really well because it's a top-down game. So the 3D um, gives depth to the world. So like the first and second floors and stuff of areas and like different items have height and stuff like that. And uh, the overlay, like the, even the UI utilizes the 3D really well. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the best-looking 3DS games I've played. It runs at a solid 60 frames per second, too. And, yeah, they did a really good job on optimizing it and making sure it runs well. And they made the decision that it would be 60 FPS, like, early on in development. So it's it looks really, really good. Yo, I'm, I'm upset that you haven't even given me your friend code yet, your Nintendo ID thing. Yeah, there's so many games we could play together. Like, yeah. none <laughs> of the games that we have. <laughs> I just want to see your me. <laughs> All right, well, I'll give you my friend code pretty soon then. Okay. Um, besides Anything that, else? Uh, I, pl- I played uh, briefly some um, Tales of Zillia uh, over the week, just for a few minutes. Um, but, I mean, yeah, not really. Um, some Astral Terra as well, the game that we interviewed the developers for uh, last episode. Oh, yeah. So shout out to them. Um, go ahead and make sure you check out their Kickstarter and their Steam Greenlight page. The Steam Greenlight's doing really well, apparently. They're over halfway to the top 100. So, I mean, that's that's pretty big. Um, that's great. I'll put a link in the, the post as well so you guys can check it out. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, that's about it for me. Mostly Guild Wars 2. Uh, a, a, a little bit of The Elder Scrolls Online. I got into the closed beta this weekend. Um, okay, but you can't talk about it. Right? No, no, I can't say anything. Unfortunately. So, what have you been playing, Gary? I'm going through a little bit of game of depression at the moment because you know, like, I have games that I need to beat on on console. Otherwise, I'm like just never going to beat them at this point because all the new consoles coming out and everything. Right. But um, I've really just been focusing on Battlefield and. Pokemon and Guild Wars, like those are literally the only three games I played this week. Um, Pokemon, I you know I played it over the past two days really, and I only really played it because my friend um, wanted to trade a Pokemon so he could evolve it. Mm-hmm. So um, after I traded with him, you know, then I just decided to start playing it a bit more because like I was slacking for a long time, and I've only got one gym badge at the moment. So yeah, I've oh, been wow. slacking hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get that so we can actually have a 3DS game to play. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, you know, I made some progress on that. I'm I'm right near the second gym now, so yeah, oh, okay. I'm about to get the gym badge. And um, yeah, Guild Wars. You know, we played some of that. We did the uh, the whole tower thing in Kessex Hills. That's really fun. But yeah, like you said, you definitely need a group 
and sometimes it can be hard like coordinating you know a big group and everything so yeah and i think yeah, part of that's just because we're playing the content like near the end of its run because they release yeah. new content every two weeks in that game and we didn't even start playing it until over a week after it was already out so yeah exactly yeah if we had, plus if you're if you're in a big guild as well that helps as well yeah we didn't join a pretty big guild until like two days ago so yeah yeah we kind of missed out on some of that but i mean i've almost finished all the achievements for it so um personally i've made pretty good progress i just have a couple more things i need to do i don't know if they're going to take it down tuesday when the new stuff comes out because they're adding new fractals which are like the level 80 dungeons I haven't did any of those either, so I don't know. We'll just have to keep an eye out and see. That That's about it for what you've been playing? Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Uh, we've been a lot of Guild Wars 2. It's probably going to be the same for this week as well. Uh, I <laughs> definitely foresee myself playing that a lot in Zelda. So, uh, Going into the news then, uh, we have a couple exciting things. Um, first, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way early is uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 finally, finally have a release date. Actual days in the year that you can go to a store and buy the games. Um, that's pretty big news for me. It's a lot later than what I wanted. They've been saying that it was going to come out in holiday 2013 for like a year now. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's what I really wanted. Because, I mean, for me personally, I'll, you know, me and you, we didn't get a PS4 yet. Where we're waiting, and Final Fantasy X was like the one game besides Zelda that I was looking forward to for the rest of this year, pretty much. You know, that's like the one game I wanted, and now it's not even coming out until March. And March also has Infamous and South Park and all these other games, so it's they're definitely moved it to a crowded area. Um, yeah. yeah. So. And the, yeah, the, like you mentioned, Infamous is coming out that month, and I'm likely to be getting my PS4 that month because of the bundle. Right. Um, right. That's, unless that's I somehow end up with one this year, but I doubt it. But yeah, I mean, having the game come out at that point, you know, it's going to be so hard to get to get fully into it when there's all this other stuff coming out at the same time. And you know, if you have a PS4 as well, you got a new console, so you have to. You have to dedicate time to that because you just bought it, right? And it's like three, four hundred dollars or whatever. So, yeah, um, it's going to be pretty difficult to get stuck into it. And you know, I've been waiting for this for a long time because you know I wanted to replay the whole game. Yeah, and see, another thing that it kind of brings in is you know, for you and I, we both have really big backlogs. So yeah. it has that kind of gamer guilt whenever you're looking forward to playing an HD re-release of a game you've already played. And so you feel yeah. like you should be playing games that you've bought and haven't played rather than a game that you re-bought and played again. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to decide sometimes, like, because there's not enough time in the day whenever, you know, we do all this stuff with Coalition and we have our own jobs and we work and do stuff on the side and we want to play games for ourselves. So... I don't know. It's going to be tough. I still love you, Square, but you're treating me bad right now. Yeah, you, you know what's worse as well? Like It comes out a month after um, Lightning Returns. So. Oh, dang. Yeah, so it's like I'm going to have to beat that game within a month, and then you know Final Fantasy comes out, and then you know PS4 and everything else. So. Yeah, that's going to be a crowded couple months at the beginning of the year. I'm, yeah, yeah that, I don't know. 
Oh, and I didn't say the exact dates yet, just to be clear. It's March 18th in the U.S. and 21st in Europe. So, yeah, the end of the month or middle of the month or so. But, yeah, I was hoping for holiday. Oh, well. I mean, nothing we can do now, I guess. But everyone should buy that. It looks amazing, both of those games. And also, uh, in case you're unaware, they're going to be available separately on the Vita and uh, on in a combination pack on PS3. I don't know if they're available digitally on PS3 and Vita. I think they are. So I think you can buy them separately on PS3 if you want to do that that way. But you might as well just buy both. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the way it's meant to be played. And I, I think they have... Um, they have like an epilogue video that's like 30 minutes long that you can watch after you beat both. So that's pretty cool. I'm going to go ahead and predict that I'm probably not even going to play 10-2 just because there's like so much going on around that time. So I'll probably just be able to beat 10 if I'm lucky. Yeah. I mean, and for then, me, I never played 10-2 at all. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. it. That's actually a new game for me. Okay. Yeah. That's good, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. All right, so I guess we'll move on to the more current games. Um, well, actually, no, before we move on to current games, our our um, Baldur's Gate 2 HD review is live on the site. Uh, that was reviewed by Assad, our uh, former co-host who does guests on the show sometimes. Probably remember him. He, You know, he's, he's a cool guy. He talks a lot like this. <laughs> so you might remember him. Uh, yeah, but he reviewed the first Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. He uh, posted his review for the second one. I mean, they seemed like they did a pretty good job of updating them graphically. They look nice. They added uh, some new content. They run better. That's the biggest thing. They run very smoothly on current systems, which is always a hassle for older PC games. So I think that's the biggest value is just it runs good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they didn't add a whole lot. And if you've already owned them and you have a bunch of mods and it's not worth getting, is the vibe I'm getting, simply because all the mods that you can get um, add pretty much the same things that they fixed and more. And uh, I don't think the mods are going to be compatible with vi- with uh, this version. So if you already have the original, you played it a lot, and you have a bunch of mods, probably shouldn't get this one. But if you're new or you've been interested or you just want a cleaner version, then you should get it. That's kind of the the gist I'm getting. It's it's a good game, though. Great game. A lot of people say it's their favorite of all time. So, yeah, good stuff. I've I've never played it personally. I tried to, but it's it's a it's a pretty archaic game by today's standards. I hate to say that, you know, but sometimes games don't age well, and for me, that this style didn't age very well personally. Yeah, I think I actually have the first one on Steam, but. Um yeah, that just adds to my backlog woes, my list of games that I'll probably never play. Oh, I know. So. Both of us, we... <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, if I could just, like, go into a hyperbolic time chamber and just play, like, all of my backlog games, I think as far as the hours that it would take, if I played, like, like it was my job, you know, like 12 hours a day, it would probably take me over a year to get through all of my backlog games. That's not even an exaggeration. And then if you throw in all the MMOs I've started and not finished, oh my god. That, yeah. I, I, I can't even fathom. It's ridiculous. Okay, so. Baldur's Gate 2, it's out. Uh, you should play it. It's also, 
not just on PC. That's worth noting. It's on um, Mac. I think it's on uh, iOS as well. It might even oh, really? be out on Android. Yeah, this the these versions they kind of they made for like everything. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, it is on Android. That's right. PC, iOS, um, Mac, and Android. So, yep, definitely check that out. Um, now to more recent games and new games and that kind of stuff. Uh, the VGX nominations have been announced. Uh, that's going to be uh, live on TV December 7th. And uh, I believe it's on Spike, like usual. And, yeah, it used to be called the VGAs. I'm guessing it's called the VGX Awards because this is the 10th one. Am I right? I think that might be their reasoning. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. Okay, and let's see. We have a lot of nominations, you know, every category. First, of course, we're going to talk about what they, who they nominated for Best RPG. Okay, so it actually works out pretty well. Two of the games are games that Gary's played a lot of, and two of them are games I've played a lot of. So the ones you've played a lot of, Final Fantasy XIV and Pokemon. So uh-huh. if you had to pick between those two, which one would you pick? Wow, that's tough. Um, yeah, they're totally different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, oh man, that's that's a tough one. I I think I would have to go with Pokemon. That makes you know, sense. Just cause it seems to be the game that you're actually continuing to play rather than stopping after you reviewed it. Yeah. 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 And plus, Final Fantasy kind of annoyed me last week, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now the other two games are Fire Emblem Awakening and Nino Kuni. Uh, Nino Kuni, you have played some. Um, and yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening, I think that that choice is interesting for me because it's it's really more of a strategy game than it is an RPG. But there's no strategy game category, so yeah. But I mean, it definitely has a lot of RPG elements though, and you can it's definitely a strategy RPG. So it, it makes sense that they picked it. And let's see, so Fire Emblem Awakening, I love that game. I think I gave it like a ninety. Uh, it's a great game, best Fire Emblem I've ever played. Um, one of the best 3DS games out there, period, even including Zelda. I mean, it's a great game. Um, then you have Nino Kuni, which is like one of the best traditional JRPGs I've ever played. And especially this generation, I say it ranks very highly on the list of PS3 exclusives. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot like Pokemon, too. I mean, it kind of has like the monster catching elements and that kind of stuff. It's beautiful. It looks like a Ghibli Ghibli movie came to life. It's uh yeah, like one of the best looking games. It's it's a great, 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 great game. Yeah. So if I had to pick between those two though, I would pick Nino Kuni. So now we've narrowed it down to Nino Kuni and Pokemon, the two monster catching games. Which one would you pick out of those two for a game of the best RPG of the year? I would pick Nino Kuni just because like you know, this whole generation, I mean, um I'm not I'm not saying like it hasn't been. We, I'm not saying we haven't seen good JRPGs this generation because we have. Like, there's oh, been yeah. some really good ones, especially on 3DS and everything. It just hasn't and been on, a steady you know, stream like previous generations just, used to have. Yeah, exactly. Like last generation, there was like constant J, like decent JRPGs oh, yeah, coming out yeah. for consoles as well. You know, not just handhelds. Yeah, I think like the so, biggest difference, like last generation and on the PS1. There are so many JRPGs that you could be like a huge JRPG fan, but there you could yeah. still walk into like a used game store today and probably find one that you hadn't heard of. 
That's how many JRPGs there were on the previous generations. Oh, yeah. But now it's like you have to struggle to actually find the games that you want because there's so few sometimes. Well, I mean, there's still a lot, but just not as many as there used to be. Yeah, and, you know, Nino Kuni is, like, the first major one that came out, you know, on console in a while. Right. You know, besides, like, Final Fantasy and stuff. And, yeah. um yeah, it was really good, man. Like, the quality, you know, Studio Ghibli and everything. Um, it's a really great game, and I, I need to play more of it. Like, I really, really want to beat that game. Like, that's one of the games I really want to beat before I get a P- PS4. Oh, Otherwise, you know, yeah. I probably won't ever beat it again. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am fully agree with you. I think I'm around halfway through the game. I'm kind of... See, this is another thing that I think you can relate to is whenever you start an RPG and you get pretty far into it, like a dozen or more hours, and then something happens where you end up playing something else and you kind of put it to the side for months, whenever you go back, do you have trouble deciding whether you're going to pick up where you left off or start over? Yeah, see, you know what? Like, back in the day, before, like, I did the Coalition stuff, I would start over again. But nowadays, it's like I'm so pressed for time. I don't, I, you know, I really just can't start over again. I'm just going to have to pick up where I left off, you know. But I would like to start again from, from the beginning just so I get that full experience uninterrupted, you know. Right, right. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I just I just can't really do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's unfortunate. I'm Even still, I am pretty tempted to start over at Nino Kuni just because I would love to... Um, I don't know, I feel like I, I kind of made some decisions that I wasn't really a fan of the first time I, I started it. Some of the creatures I had I wasn't a big fan of, and I think I have a better idea of how to level them now and how to play and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I'm like over 20 hours in, so I, I might just pick up where I left off just so I can actually finish the game. I don't know. There's so many other games I need to play, so as we've already talked about. But yeah, so I guess that's... That's the Coalition's official RPG of the year, as far as the VGX are concerned. There's a lot of other games that weren't even, that they didn't nominate that I felt like could have been, like Tales of Zillia. Um, I mean, that's the biggest one for me that wasn't on the list. Uh, there's, they also just kind of, I don't really know if they recognize that there are PC RPGs out there. So, I mean, they, I mean it seems like they mostly focus on console games, uh, which is fine. I mean, that's to be expected for a consumer-focused show on TV. Yeah, it's really, like, aimed at, you know, the mainstream and everything, so, yeah. A lot of those PC RPGs aren't really too out there in the mainstream, so I guess that's why, like... Right, right. It's all politics. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... The games that are nominated are picked by a committee. Like, I, I... The amount of times that I saw the same game in different categories was ridiculous. And if you look at, for example, best Xbox and PlayStation game, there's like no exclusives in those lists. The only, the, yeah, the for best Xbox game, you know what they picked? Bioshock Infinite, GTA V, Tomb Raider, and Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons. One game that isn't even an exclusive anymore. So what was on PlayStation? I'm really interested. GTA V, Tomb Raider, Rayman Legends, which is also on Wii U, and The Last of Us. Okay, yeah, that had to be there. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, there's so many other games. Like, you you have Tearaway that recently came out. There's so many other... P- that Beyond. Why isn't Beyond on that list? 
and her, a lot of people are sleeping on Beyond. You know, um, that that's another game I really want to finish. Yeah, but I need to play Beyond, it. It was actually interesting when I was playing it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of games that they should have picked for this list, and I mean, and then Nintendo game. For the Nintendo category, Nintendo doesn't get third-party games, so it's mostly all exclusive. <laughs> like, it's Pikmin 3, Super Mario 3D World, Wonderful 101, and Rayman Legends. There's only one game that's on another system on that list. So, I don't know. That's that's kind of silly. That best, P- best PlayStation game and Xbox game, two of the choices are the same. That's yeah. ridiculous. Okay. I kind of feel like Rayman shouldn't have been on the PlayStation list. Like they could have put something else there. Yeah, I mean that game was designed and marketed for the Wii U. Yeah, like that's that, if anything that should win the Nintendo category. I don't know. Mario's going to win that. Yeah. Probably. All right, so real quick, <clears throat> what is your overall game of the year? Um, I guess uh, yeah, I got to say Lost of Us, man. I got to go with that game. Yeah, I agree. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, for a while I kind of was um, split between Bioshock and Last of Us. But um, after having, you know, so much time to think about both of them, you know, and reflect on them, Last of Us was definitely the the more intense experience, I think. Man, I haven't even finished Bioshock yet. I, I'm trying, but it's gotten to me for the, it's gotten to the point where it feels like I'm playing it because I feel like I have to rather than I want to. And I yeah. hate whenever that happens with games. It happens more often than I wish it would. It happened with Tomb Raider. I had to force myself to finish that game. It's not a bad game. It just... Something... There there wasn't the like that element that made me feel like I needed to keep playing it. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Bioshock as well. And GTA V. I stopped playing that single player. I, I don't know why. It's a <laughs> great game. I mean... I mean, a lot of people struggle with, you know, GTA... Um, you know, in general, like the, the old GTA games, because a lot of people just like to mess around in them and they don't like to follow the story too much because the story is just like long and it can be repetitive, like having to drive across the map to yeah, you know, yeah, initiate these different things, these different events and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of people do get stuck on Grand Theft Auto. Um, I think with those games, you have to really just knock it out within like the first week or two. Uh, otherwise, like, you're probably never going to beat it after that. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'm going to try to eventually, but as of right now, all the games on that Game of the Year list, the only one that I finished and I actually wanted to finish were The Last of Us. So. Yeah, I definitely recommend finishing Last of Us and Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. The Last of Us... But G- GTA, you could go without, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that's our pick, Last of Us, for sure. Um... Yeah, great game. If you haven't played it, play it now. If you don't have a PS3, now is the perfect time to get one. I'm sure you can find one pretty cheap, especially Black Friday. Um, you know, with the PS4 out, you'll be able to get one cheap. Um, yeah, so if you missed out on one of the consoles and exclusives and that kind of stuff, definitely pick it up now. I think that would be the perfect time. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're an RPG fan and don't have a PS3, I don't even know what you're doing with your life. Like... There's so many good RPGs on PS3, so definitely pick it up. Okay, so moving on, uh, the last kind of topic we had to talk about before our spotlight is Shadow of Mordor. That game has been revealed. Um, It's going to be a new Lord of the Rings game. It's going to come out on PS4, Xbox One, PS3, 360, and PC. Um, It looks 
pretty interesting. I haven't seen any gameplay yet. You know, it's just been revealed very recently. It's going to be the next cover on Game Informer, so there's going to be a lot of info on that issue for December if you're if you're picking that up. Um, yeah, I mean, the game is a cool idea. I liked War in the North a lot, personally, so I'm already partial to think that I'm going to love this game. And yeah. it also fills a pretty cool um, void. It seems like, for me, the best Lord of the Rings games I've played aren't about the main story, because we've seen that so many times. And yeah. War in the North was good because it was took place at the same time as the trilogy, but was just in a different area. And now Shadow of Mordor takes place between The Hobbit and the trilogy. So it's going to be kind of a cool um, build-up. What about you, Gary? Are you interested in this game? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I, um, I actually own War in the North as well, but um, Rams is going to kill me for saying this, but I think I bought it for the wrong platform because, you know, I bought it on... 360 and I just don't play that system anymore so I never kind of like you know felt the urge to finish it I, I was playing it with Rams that's why I say he's going to kill me for saying it because <laughs> <laughs> you know we, we was kind of like we kind of bought it together and like right, right. To, to play through it together but just because like I have no motivation to turn on my Xbox anymore you know I, we, we just kind of stopped playing Unfortunately. Yeah, I um, that was one of but, the actually one of the first games I reviewed for Coalition. It, um, oh yeah, I remember. That was the first game I ever got in the mail from a publisher directly to review. So pretty pretty special game for me personally. And I played through it in a single weekend with Colton and Hunter. We did oh. we did the co-op and we played straight through it in one weekend, like 25 hours. It was a pretty intense marathon. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really, really like that game a lot. It has its issues, but, I mean, it, it's just fun to play, which is the most important thing, I think. Yeah, definitely, because I think a lot of people get put off by um, the thought of a Lord of the Rings game because they probably think it's going to be, like, really complicated or complex or something. But that was really fun, and if you've watched the films and stuff, and, you know, I've even read a little bit of the books, I've never finished them, and, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of great stories, you know, to be told within the world. So Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I'm I'm definitely excited by, you know, the fact that a new game's coming out. And see the cool thing about this one as well is um the character you play as is a ranger, first of all, kinda like Aragorn, but also he's a wraith. So he's kind of caught in limbo between the living and the dead world. And so he has, you know, he's sort of been brought back to life. And you don't really know why exactly, but he has like a wraith inside of his body. So there's two different, almost like two different characters that are in the same body that you get to play as. And so that opens up a lot of interesting elements for not just gameplay, but the story as well. And I think wow. they could do a lot with that. Yeah, it can be really interesting. And also one more quick shout out to War in the North. If you do want to play that game, Nolan North voices the... Uh, Ranger that you play as. So, uh, yeah, that makes it worth it. You should go play that and listen to Nolan North's sweet voice. Oh, no, I really want to play it. Yeah, exactly. But um, is Shadow of Mordor going to have, like, do you think it's going to have, like, multiplayer and stuff as well? No, I don't think so. Just based on the information I've seen, it seems like it's going to be a very uh, dedicated kind of action RPG experience. I don't think it'll have any multiplayer. So it's going to be, it's going to be more like Skyrim, The Witcher type. Closer to The Witcher, I would say. More action than um, open world. Okay. That, that's the vibe I'm getting. I imagine it to be just like a better version of War in the North, basically, is what it seems like from what I've seen. 
but single player. I I don't know. I don't think they would do multiplayer because they would probably announce that from the beginning. And all they've done is talk about this one character. So I think it's single player. Cool. I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. All right. Uh, now we're going to go into our spotlight discussion. Probably I'm um, going to keep this one relatively short because we've already kind of touched on a lot of the topics that we're going to be talking about. Um, but we're basically going to be just discussing next-gen consoles and how they're going to affect RPGs. Um, biggest thing for me is just simply the fact that a lot of the games I'm looking forward to next year and beyond are not on next-gen consoles. Like, I'm struggling to find a reason to get excited a lot of the time, except for games like Infamous, because all the games that I want to play are going to be on either PS3 or PC. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) for me, it's just I'm having trouble figuring out a reason to want a new console. Yeah, I mean, in in my opinion, the... The lineups aren't that great for either consoles so far. You know, until next year, that's when like the the really interesting games are coming out for, you know, the next gen consoles. But you know, I feel like I don't need to rush because you know you got companies like Square Enix who are still putting out you know games that I want to play for the current systems. So you know, you got Lightning Returns, you got um, Final Fantasy X HD. A month later, you got um, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix. You got um, South Park. You know, all these different games that's still coming out on current gen. So there's no need to rush for me, personally. Yeah, exactly. And and, and plus, a lot of the third-party stuff is going to come out on PC anyway. So because we have gaming PCs, you know, we're not really missing out on too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, game, yeah, for example, The Witcher, like Witcher 3. You know that for a lot of people that's an action game because they're going to be playing yeah. it on PS4 or 360 or I'm not 3 Xbox One and I mean but for me I have The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 1 on PC both of which I of course need to play they're in my backlog <laughs> but um you know if I get The Witcher 3 it's going to be on PC I'm not going to be playing that on console and Yeah cuz even like Titanfall I'm getting now on PC Yeah yeah <laughs> if you get into all those other games too yeah like, even beyond RPGs, like, you know, all, all the games that I would be excited about are already out on PC and I need to play them, or they're going to be out on PC or PS3. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of silly for me. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we've talked about this. I feel like they should have waited until next year to release these new consoles. Um, yeah. I've already written an article on this about why you shouldn't buy one at launch. So, I don't know. If you're listening to this, you probably already have one um, if you're... You know, if you're a PS4, Xbox One, but there's been a lot of issues with the consoles. You know, like hardware issues, um, software issues. There's been, you know, a shortage of supply. Of course, you know what always happens. There's been, you know, people having trouble downloading stuff. Uh, Carl's having trouble with his internet now. Carl Daniel from the Coalition. Um, I mean, there's just so many. There's a long list of stuff, that, and there's a lack of games too. Like, why why get a console if you don't have games to play on it you know i don't so yeah yeah Yeah, and like one thing i specifically wanted to say as well is that um square enix like they have the tendency to always release like big games right at the end of like a um a console's life cycle yeah seriously because they they did the same thing like uh because final fantasy 12 came out here like a month before um ps3 came out right yeah and for you guys, it was worse because the PS3 was already out when it came out. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
So, uh, and I never actually got to finish that game. You know, I still want to finish that game. I'm hoping they make a HD remake or something. Yeah, I've got it sitting on my shelf right now. I have it in my hand, and (laughs) I have never played that game. It's never been inside a system that I own. I, I bought it way after it came out. Of course, I got a like I got a GameStop for like ten bucks, like the version that comes with the bonus disc and stuff. Yeah. But I've yeah I've never I've never played it, and I mean a lot of that has to do with the fact that I I mean there's just so many other games like we've talked about this entire episode. This has been a very depressing episode for Turnbase. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened though? Like Final Fantasy twelve came out, and like uh, because it came out a month before PS three, I I managed to get like halfway through the game. Oh, and that's then the worst. PS three. Yeah, that is the worst. And when PS3 came out, guess what game I got at launch? Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, God. So, you know, once I got that, it was over for Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, man, it's... It, that That's the point. Like, that halfway mark in an RPG, that's where I'm at in Nino Kuni. And that's, like, the point where the game opens up, right? So you usually get to the point where the game's more open, you can travel more. If it's an overworld-based game, you get some ship or a plane usually that lets you travel and that's usually at the time where a jrpg especially will open up and you can explore and kind of do quests at your own leisure and it's not as linear and that's also the point where other games that you want to play seem to come out (laughs) as soon as you hit that point it's either dedicate you know the next 20 30 hours to just that game and then possibly miss out on you know two or three other games that you want to play or put the JRPG to the side, play these other games, and then come back a year later and not know what you're doing in the other game. <laughs> like, it's a vicious cycle that repeats itself. Yeah, definitely. And, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely don't want that to happen this time around, you know, with um, Lightning Returns. So, and um, I, 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 w- I want to at least give Final Fantasy X one playthrough before, you know, I get to the next-gen stuff, so... Yeah, Square Enix, you always do this to me, but I still love you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to actually dislike a company or a you know a group of companies that give you too many games. So I'm definitely not, you know, I, I don't dislike all the games I have and all the great stuff I have to play, but it's definitely making it difficult to enjoy them when there's <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah. And it makes so, it, so you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, so you generally feel like these consoles are coming out too soon, like way too soon, do you think? Uh, I don't know. See, it's it's difficult because people like you and I, you know, we play like all genres pretty much, you know. So we play yeah. all kinds of games. And especially since we review games, we don't have the time to play the games we want. So there's a lot of people out there Maybe they only play shooters, or maybe they only play JRPGs. And for those people, they probably don't have any games in their backlog, really. And so for them, yeah. it's probably exciting to have a new console, because they know there's going to be new games eventually, and they're excited. But for me, and you, and other people like us that play so many different types of games, and have like to review them and stuff, we don't get to play all the games we want. And so I feel like there's always... like a like, there's always going to be a bunch of games that I missed out on, and it kind of sucks, because there's always games I want to play on the Horizon too. Yeah. So for me, well I would be fine if games just stopped coming out for, like, a year, so I could catch up. 
But that would also mean the industry would probably collapse. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I need the hyperbolic time chamber, like I was talking about. That would be the perfect solution, but that's impossible. So. Yeah, now I really am depressed. Yeah, you're welcome. You, basic, you, you summed it up very well. So. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, man. It, it really does. Like, whenever we talk about it like this, I start to realize how much it sucks. But then, you know, over the next week, I'm just going to be, you know, playing games and writing about them, and I'm going to forget how depressed I am. So. Yeah, you know what the worst thing is as well. Like sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sitting and you know in front of the TV and everything, and I'm like, I'm thinking about all these games that I sh- that I need to play, like all these you know um, reasonably long games that I should probably try and beat right now. But then, you know, my concentration level just dips, and then I think, you know what, I'm just gonna play around the battlefield or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's I- the worst thing. I know that feeling. And what's even worse, I'm sure you've had this before too, where you get overwhelmed with how many options you have and you just don't play anything. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. That's yeah. the worst thing ever. Like, I'll sit down on my computer and I'll look at my Steam library and I'll say, okay, I could play Bioshock, I could start The Witcher, I could play through, you know, one of the Deus Ex games, I could play through, you know, finally finish the campaign in Skyrim, I could finish the campaign in Battlefield. No. I sit there and I try to decide for an hour and then I don't play anything. Yeah. I hate it. And I think I think that's the, the the biggest appeal of games like Battlefield and Call of Duty as well because it's just they're so easy to pick up and play and you know get a few like a few moments of fun I guess. Right, right. And, and you know not really have to think and stuff. So that's why you know a lot of people um, stick to those multiplayer games like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know a lot of MMOs do a good job of that too. They give you some you know small content that you can do in small chunks. Like Guild Wars Two and Neverwinter are very good about that. Um, yeah. You know, especially Neverwinter because that game can be pretty much enjoyed by yourself if you want, and you don't even need to be in a party for a lot of the content. And then Guild Wars yeah. Two, I mean, there's new stuff to do every time you log in the game, so there's always going to be people to play with, and you can just jump in, play for 20 minutes. You know, you can jump in and you know maybe to go do World v World, do a dungeon, just kill some random stuff, get achievements. I mean, there's so many options, and that's. That's part of the appeal and the downside to MMOs is that there's so much to do that, you know, that fatigue that I was talking about where you have so many options and you decide not to do anything, yeah. like, that applies to MMOs as well on a smaller scale. Like, I'll log into Guild Wars 2 and just end up talking to people for an hour and not actually doing anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that can easily happen. Yeah. Or yeah. just looking in the in the trading post and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just window shopping. Window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It it kind of sucks sometimes, but, I mean, that's the epitome of the first world problem right there, complaining about having too many great things to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, Africa. I didn't mean to insult you with all my great stuff. I guess that's the title of this show, First World Problems. <laughs> <laughs> you summed it up very well. Though, yeah, right pretty much. All right. Um. Yeah, so, I guess just for some reader, or not reader, I'm sorry, viewer engagement, um... Go ahead and comment down below with, you know, some of the games in your backlog and, you know, tell us about why you haven't played them, um, why you're putting them off, why you're stuck, you know, why are they in your backlog? Um, You know, you've already heard a lot of ours. Um, There's a lot that I'm embarrassed about that they're in my backlog. You know, I call myself a big RPG fan. Haven't played any of the Baldur's Gate games. Haven't played any of the Deus Ex games. Haven't played any of the Witcher games. I haven't finished the single player in a single Bethesda title ever, and they're like my favorite company, and I haven't even finished a single campaign. 
in their games. So that's a little embarrassing. Um, yeah, hey, I've, I've got mine too, man. You know, Dragons, Dogma, Tales of Zillia. Um, even like, um, I, see, I want to play the Dark Souls games, kind of. But what puts me off is like the dying a lot stuff. Because, you know, that feels like it will be time-consuming. Like, I'll have to dedicate a lot of time to the game to get better and stuff. And that kind of puts me off. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and that really speaks to the uh, other big um, issue is that, you know, the genre that we love, RPGs, is notoriously known to be the genre that takes up the most amount of time. Without yeah. without a question, you know. Like, an average <laughs> RPG, if it's less than 20 hours, you're going to think it's short. You know, but, like, that's how RPGs are. And yep. then we have, like, the least amount of time possible. So it's, yeah, we just don't have the time for them, yeah, it's, but we love them. It's the worst It's the worst combination, and I, and I really hate it sometimes. And then, you know, like Guild Wars 2, you know, a game, like I said, I've, been, I've gotten to 80. For all intents and purposes, I've nearly finished the single player, you know. I, I would be content with stopping that game. Like, most people would think, okay, you know, you've reached the end. But in an MMO, there is no end. And I've logged <laughs> over 200 hours on a single character in that game, but I still can't get myself to finish like all these other games I have. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? God help us when we when we get married and have kids, because that's going to be you know the real test of how we how much we love RPGs. Man, why why, why you got to bring that up right now? <laughs> oh god, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen man. soon. Man, <sighs> yep. First world problems. There it is. All right. Well. I guess that pretty much wraps up this episode. Uh, like I said, comment down below uh, with suggestions for what games you want to see in the gameplay video while we're talking. Uh, comment with your backlog. Uh, just comment and give us feedback on the episode. You know, we love to see some feedback. Uh, we don't get it enough. You know, we, we want you to engage with us and tell us what you thought, suggest topics for next episode. It's every two weeks, you know, so we've actually gotten on a good schedule. I think for, you know, the past couple months now, we've been on schedule every two weeks so uh yeah we're we're picking up steam we're almost at 30 episodes so comment and let us know you know pick a game talk about stuff but yeah i mean that's about it that's episode 27 of term based we will talk to you again soon see you later